Welcome everybody to Prairie Grove Homestead. This is Kim Wagner and I'm so glad to be back here with you. It's been it's been too long. And so I thought I'd sit down today. If you're listening in real time, it is May 30th, 2023. And I thought I would just grab a coffee, sit here at my table looking out my window and just kind of do a, an overview of the last few months and also thank you to everyone that still downloads our episodes and listens so faithfully. I can't believe we have almost 4,000 downloads which just blows my mind and I just I wish I could sit and have a coffee or a tea or a drink with 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 each and every one of you and just kind of hear your story and where you're at and what you do and and what brought you to this podcast and why you are interested in the things that we share and talk about. And this is all fairly new to us. It's just something I really enjoy doing. Clarence hops on when he can. Um, if you've been listening for a while, you may know that um, Clarence is in law enforcement and has about five years until he retires. And he actually was promoted to corporal recently. And so he's away from the homestead more than he has been the last couple years. And so I'm trying to pick up some of that slack. And I guess if you want to call it slack, although I don't view it that way. Clarence is such a hard worker and he'll work his day shift or night shift and then he'll still do all the things around here um, cutting grass and taking care of animals and building and fixing and so I'm just so um, impressed and I learned so much from him and um, I wish I had his stamina some days but I do what I can I um, I stepped down from my position as librarian in February and I love that job so much but it was just time to kind of focus more here on our homestead and also um, if you've been listening for a while and if you haven't um, that's okay too now you'll learn something new about me I have two and a half classes left before I become a holistic nutritionist Um, nutrition and health coaching is something I've been involved with for about five years now I've done individual and group coaching I'm right now I am teaching um, a chair fitness program to people that would rather sit in a chair and work out for for many reasons so that's just a snippet I could I could go on to a trail about that but um, I often wondered you know what does that have anything to do with homesteading but I'm trying to tie it all together because I really think there's a wealth of information from the things that we grow here um, the choices that we make etc that have helped me feel better um, in nutrition and wellness and I just like to share that with other people so I'm working on a few different programs and so that's exciting and you might see more and more of that or hear me talk about that more and more as Um, as I finish up my schooling and I have more clients and either way clients or not I love talking about about things that we grow here and how how they're used medicinally to make us feel better and different options that you have and advocating for your own health all those things so I could really geek out on all those things but I have added a on Instagram I've added a highlight Um, I think I titled it wellness and that might mean a lot of things to different people 
but um, for me, it's it's really just about how you're feeling right now, and um, and you know if there's things we need to tweak, and you have some decisions to make, and so it's not about trying to live till you're 150 or anything like that. I believe that God has a design, God has a plan for your life, and um, but I I do think that um, when we don't feel well, and I'm not even talking about um, feeling 100% all the time, because we live in a world that um, that's just not going to happen, right? So, but some things are worth looking into and making changes about. And um, anyways, there I go on my rabbit trail. So I'm going to rewind and pull it back to today's topic. But check out the wellness um, highlight on Instagram. And once in a while, I'll pop up, pop some things in Facebook on the Prairie Grove Homestead page about that. And um, so it is kind of together, but it's also a separate thing that I am working on. So how are you guys? I, I can't believe that we're entering June in a couple days. It just blows my mind every time and I'm trying not to rush it. Today it's actually really hot here for us in Saskatchewan. It's 79 degrees Fahrenheit and um, that's that's warm for us for the end of May. And we've been getting rain or showers off and on the last week, which is good. Things are growing. I think the farmers are pretty much done seeding for this season and it's just an exciting time. And so I'm trying not to rush it, you know. I don't want to be complaining all the time about the weather. <laughs> and I think as humans, we just tend to do that. It's either raining too much or not raining enough, etc. But as I'm walking around our the homestead and doing different chores, I'm really trying to just be in the moment and enjoy it. Because I know, especially for Saskatchewan and Canada, North America, if you're listening anywhere, we know we have seasons, right? And so... Um, we have drastic changes about every three or four months. So I'm enjoying where we're at right now. (laughs) So let me update you on what's been happening. So I wrote down a couple notes just because I didn't want to forget anything. But then as I was writing them, I couldn't believe how many things I don't think we've talked about. And so, and one of those things, I don't think it's the main reason. The main reason is just because I need to just sit down and do more Um, podcasting and more recording. But one of the things that has slowed me down a bit is we decided to get rid of our Wi-Fi. And we were kind of on a trial basis. We're we're quite a ways out from the closest town. We can't get any kind of package deal. You know, sometimes you can get TV, Wi-Fi, all the things together. That is not a thing out here. We could get um, underground I can't think of it right now. Here, the company is called RF Now, and so everything's underground fiber optic. So, but that's really expensive. And um, there were a couple other options. We tried one with just a kind of a dish outside of our window, and that w- when our daughter was home um, from school when university closed down because of COVID or whatever, she had to do some Zoom classes. And it it did work well for that. She never missed a class or anything for that. So we did invest. And then we kept it for a while and just kind of watched how much we use it and whatever. And, you know, if you have it, you're going to use it. So we did. We used it. Obviously, we used it a lot. And people would come in and ask for the password, whatever. So it was very convenient for sure. And I don't know how much your Wi-Fi costs where you are. 
but for our Wi-Fi plus the rental of the equipment, which I count that because you're still, you're paying for it together. That was about $138 a month. <laughs> That's a lot. I think, I don't know. But for us, it's a lot just because we didn't, we don't watch a lot of TV. We rarely watch movies, anything. So what we did, we actually um, bought a DVD player off of Amazon and um, we still have our data plan with our phones and so we can check social media we can post things we can you know keep track of people etc and and so we didn't find that we miss the wi-fi too much but what i do miss it for is downloading podcasts um, my study when i study and take quizzes and exams for school um, even even going through the material online is really slow just using my data. So um, how we've kind of fixed that is I just go into town and I go somewhere with Wi-Fi. And um, one option that I have is our church has great Wi-Fi and we have like a study room in there. Um, we're kind of a campus location for a couple different schools and programs so that works out well for me it's just kind of inconvenient sometimes that I have to leave home and go into town but whatever so far it hasn't become I do complain I'll be honest I do grumble about that once in a while but not I don't think I want to go back to paying the $138 but we'll just we'll play that by ear and if we go back to it we do but that's where we're at so it takes me a little bit longer to sit down and once I actually do sit down to um, to record a podcast and then to download to edit it and then to download it and share it, it's just quite the process. So that is not the whole reason, but it is some of the reasons. So I apologize for being really inconsistent. Um, I wish I was better at that. Maybe someday I aspire to be better and more consistent at at sharing things from the homestead here. So let's see. Um, our pigs are butchered, so we had the four pigs, if you remember me talking about that. Um, we had four pigs this year, two we sold, and and then two we kept. Actually, one, one and a half we kept. Uh, half we, we traded for feed for our pigs in the winter with a, our neighbor farmer, and we just decided we would cut and wrap and give him some meat in exchange for that because he didn't want anything for the grain. We felt really good about that and he really enjoyed it. So um, so our we have our pigs are in the freezer. Um, they taste great. They're just they were so healthy. They they were each around just over 200 pounds and um, just such a great experience again with the pigs. Um, and so we don't have pigs right now. We don't have piglets right now because what we're noticing in our area anyway is that more and more people, this isn't a surprise to us, by the way, but more and more people are investing in their own meat, especially if they live in the in the country or have a place to, to raise animals. And so there's kind of a shortage of pigs in our area. <laughs> and so I understand that, but that's... Um, kind of slowed down you know the we're just kind of getting into having piglets every year etc and it all worked out but what happened was the the place that we bought our piglets from the last couple of years we 
they were sold out and there's actually a waiting list. So we're on the waiting list for piglets. And then while I was at it, while I was talking with them and on the waiting list for piglets, I also said, hey, do you sell boars and and sows? And they do. But that's a little bit longer of a waiting list. But I said, you know, would you mind please putting our name down? We definitely would be interested in that. And so I don't know when that will happen. They they didn't see that happening um, at least till 2024, maybe 2025, where we would get our own boar and sow. But we can wait patiently. And, and just even being here, we just, again, realize how fast time goes. And you're just busy doing other stuff. You just do the next thing while you're waiting for something else. So that's okay. And we... You know, we've even found since Clarence is working quite a bit more that it's okay. It's okay that there's a pause now with our pork. And we have, our freezers are full. We have a lot for ourselves. We have a lot to share. And so we're fine with that. And so there's no no pig chores <laughs> this summer. And it looks like there might not be any throughout the, wind, the winter. And so that's okay. And um, we will get back to that as soon as they are available. And someday we're hoping that we, we can have our own piglets. So um, one kind of neat thing, and I'm always finding these things that we're learning just um, in everyday, you know, decisions and processes. So when we went to process our, our pigs last year, when we took them to our local butcher, they never asked us for any any papers or anything, which was great. You know, I, I didn't even think about it because I didn't know. And then this year when we went or we called and asked if we could bring our, our pork in to have cut and wrapped, they said we needed a, a manifest. And I'm like, what's a manifest? And so I talked to Clarence about it and him being raised on a farm, he knew what a manifest was. Anytime that you raise or transport animals from one location to the next, um, there has to be record of where that animal's coming from, where that animal's going, and just for disease prevention and control, et cetera. So that's basically what they were asking for. And so that we never had to do that before, but we had to fill out our first manifest <laughs> for the homestead. So that was kind of a neat experience. And, um, and now we know for next time. We don't have a lot of animals, so we don't you know, we don't do that often. And so we actually, you can get a manifest book. So I guess it's like a book full of these paper. They're almost like receipts um, where you fill out your information, but we don't have one because we don't, we don't transport animals very often. So we were able to get a manifest form from a friend and a, a local farmer and he helped us fill it out. So that was good. What is your experience where you are? Do you have to fill out a manifest when you when you sell, when you transport animals, no matter how many, no matter where they're going? I'd love to, to hear about that. You can always comment and or you can email us at um, KimberlyWagner at gmail.com. And that's K-I-M-B-E-R-E-L-Y-W-A-G-N-E-R at gmail.com and just let us know and we'd love to hear from from you so in early spring there was still snow on the ground but we had ordered another 50 christmas trees and so i believe there's 
just over 100 in from last year, from the last couple of years. And so each year our goal is to plant 50 more. Um, Douglas fir, preferably, just they make, they grow into a, a really full, beautiful tree. And so they arrived last week, and so we had to get them in the ground. So last weekend we planted our 50 trees. It was warm. It was a big job, but it, it, it's just always so rewarding. And we also planted our first fruit trees not many and we planted two apple trees two currants uh what else there's something else i can't remember right now and saskatoons and if you're from this area you know what a saskatoon is if you're from canada if not you might not know what a saskatoon is a lot of people compare them to a blueberry i i they're only comparable in that they're both purple knowing what they what each of them are I don't find them comparable at all I prefer blueberries but they're very difficult to grow in my experience here in Saskatchewan if someone has some tips on that um, please let me know for you know a harsher climate Um, I prefer blueberries but Saskatoon's are nice too but they're just not the same thing they're just a little blueberry and you can make pie or jam or whatever so we're slowly increasing our berries and our bushes and our fruit trees and that's exciting because when we moved here I was really surprised that as established as the yard and area the acres were there were n- there was nothing for fruit usually when you come onto a mature yard there'll be some kind of an apple tree or raspberries or rhubarb or something but there was nothing so we had to we brought raspberries and rhubarb with us and now we're slowly adding to to the garden those things so I'm excited about that I know it will take it will take a few years to see the fruition of that but I'm I'm really excited and I know whether it's us or someone else someone will enjoy and be thankful (laughs) for those trees another decision that we made this year this summer is we did not order any more butcher chickens and as you know if you've been listening the last two years we have ordered I think the first year we maybe got 20 and then last year I think we got 45 or something like that and although we enjoyed the experience and we kind of were getting into a groove Clarence had built a chicken tractor and so out of an old trampoline and we would just drag it around and they would eat the grass then we would move it that was all good the experience was good but we just decided that we had enough um, chicken already we have we still have some chicken in the freezer and when we got our when we had um, hatched out and got our new laying hens and you know when you get when you get chicks you don't know necessarily if you know what if they're going to be hens or roosters so what happened which I'm sure is common and if those that of you that have chickens you know this is common you you can very easily end up with several roosters so we have seven or eight roosters (laughs) that we that are not uh you know working (laughs) busy keeping their working for their keep they're just kind of freeloading but they're in the tractor trailer and we feed them and they they're eating grass and they're healthy and great and so we're just going to butcher them before winter and so that will add to our supply as well and we just didn't really feel that we needed to to invest in more 
butcher birds this year. A lot of people ask for them. I know that we could have sold them if we had purchased more, but again, with Clarence um, kind of focusing on finishing his four to five years well and with his responsibilities, we just thought maybe next year, but for this year, it wasn't a priority. And so we, we did not order any more butcher birds. We still have nine laying hens. They're, we're up to between six to nine eggs a day. Slowly over the winter, it was less. It was like three or four eggs and now we're up, but they're out on nice days. We open the chicken barn, we open the gate and you can just see them roaming around our yard and in today is hot. So some of them moved into the tree line. And so that's kind of neat. And um, our dogs are outside most of the time, kind of, well, sometimes they annoy the birds. They've never tried to hurt one, but with our guinea, with our guinea fowl, our guinea hens, they have chased them up into a tree, which, and that makes me so mad. But our laying hens, they don't really seem to bother, um, nor are two turkeys. So that's good. There have been coyotes that we've seen walk in our field in front of our house and they just kind of are traveling and so we keep an eye on that we have scarecrows Um, at night we have we lock everybody in the barn at night we have a radio playing just outside the barn Um, you know we we do we take as many steps as possible to try to protect the birds from them being hurt by a fox or coyote obviously we can't be with them 24 7 when we leave the yard we put them back at least into the fenced in area if not the barn but when we're home and it's nice you know they just they're just living the life they're just eating bugs out of the grass they eat wood ticks they eat moths they just are living their life and very healthy birds and so you know you have to kind of make that decision how you want to raise your birds and and there are some risks to letting them free range but um we really feel like that's a, a risk that we're willing to take, as sad as it would be if something would happen. So last, let's see, last fall, last spring, we planted, if you remember, we planted millet and clover in a large area on our property. And so the millet came up last year and when it matured and even when it was still when it was green we would just cut it and feed it to our animals the pigs loved it everyone loved it the chickens ate it everybody loved it so this year now are the clovers coming in and it's just so beautiful it's so lush right now and quite thick and i'm looking forward to when there's blooms on it i think it's just going to look so beautiful and smell so great but again we're just um using it as a to add nitrogen into our garden plot and also as you know added nutrient for the birds and not just our birds but birds that fly in (laughs) and spend a little time here and then move on also a bee pollinator and so we're excited it looks great we're so glad that we we didn't really know what we were doing but we just why not try it and and it it looks great and why not use that space for something useful so um, so that's coming up this summer in our garden we are focusing on pumpkins we we planted about 130 cloves of garlic they're all coming up great Uh, potatoes and then basically 
vegetables for our, our table and a few to maybe can or freeze, although I have quite a bit left and and not mm-hmm. we've kind of there's been more and more local people that have greenhouses or nurseries and are selling really great produce you know and so we've just we're buying more from local people and then you know freezing it or whatever instead of growing the majority ourselves and so we're still eating great nutrient dense food and also supporting our community and so we feel great about that um you know some years it might be different but this year we're primarily just planting in our raised beds and not trying to use up every single empty space in our massive garden it was just it's too much for us right now and it again you need to make choices about you know where you're at how many people in your family what you need and make decisions that are realistic otherwise you're just gonna you're gonna burn out (laughs) and so and we've heard that people have encouraged and warned us about that and so we're just really trying to balance that last year the first year when we moved here definitely we did a lot last year we we went all in we did so many projects last year and tried so many things and um it was great but it was a lot and so now that Clarence has taken this promotion and you know is a little bit more busy off the homestead for the next few years we just have to kind of maintain the things that we've started now and do the best that we can and make them awesome and not keep adding more and more things especially things that are going to require a lot of time and effort and money so so that's kind of where we're at in our decision making this year our campground we have a couple reservations already and again just a reminder if you are ever in the area or ever want to come and check out our campground or stay stay here at prairie grove homestead just go to hip camp h-i-p-c-a-m-p hipcamp.com and then in the search just look up saskatchewan and then prairie grove homestead i think would be the next step and and we'll pop up you'll see our benzebo and it's just a beautiful spot and we'd love to get to meet you i think it's we have it listed at 35 dollars a night we have a an outhouse this year there's no power if you have a generator we welcome people to bring those but there's an outhouse with the compost toilet and and so we're really excited we would love to meet you and so if you're traveling through this way please look us up on hip camp and make a reservation and let us know that you listen to us on prairie grove homestead that would be amazing so cool we are still on facebook and instagram i tend to like instagram a little bit more it just seems easier to to share things i don't know why especially this last while i feel like facebook is really moody i'm not sure but it, again it could be because our connection's not that great so it, you know it might not be facebook's fault but um i find it easier just to to share quickly on instagram but i know not everyone has instagram so we're trying to just share whatever we share on instagram we're trying to share on facebook and and so if you're ever there same name prairie grove homestead we share a lot there a lot of people are encouraging us to to take this podcast and do it live on YouTube. And we'll see. Maybe someday we'll do that. 
or I'll do that. I'm not sure. And it's, it would be fun, but then you'll see me. <laughs> I'm not sure. I get a little video shy sometimes, but I realize that videos, people like that. So we'll consider it maybe someday. And so yeah, check us out on Instagram or Facebook if you want to see pictures or updates about what we're doing from day to day. And oh, another thing I have written down here, maybe I mentioned this last on the last episode, but we invested in an old truck. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I forgot to write that information down. I'll have to ask Clarence and then let you know in the next episode. But I think it's a 1980 something. I know it's 80 in the 80s, 1980 something truck, um, dually, uh, flatbed and it has a, a hoist. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's pretty heavy duty. And the reason we bought that and invested in that is because as I keep saying, it, as you know, maybe you don't know, but I know that I've mentioned before, we haul water. We don't have a well. We have a cistern, a, uh, let's see, 2,500 2, gallon or something like that. And so, I mean, it's a pretty large cistern. And, but we have to haul the water from our, from our nearest town. And so, and we had hired someone to do that. And then their truck broke down. And so, all of a sudden we were without a water guy <laughs> and we knew that was going to happen and we were planning already to buy our own truck because we knew that this person wouldn't be able to haul water forever and so it just happened a little quicker than what we th than we thought it would and but we found this truck and so Clarence is slowly working on it and putting new tire not new but different tires on it and getting it ready we'll be able to haul I think 1500 gallons 12 to 1500 gallons uh, I will confirm that but quite a bit like what takes Clarence two or three trips right now with our trailer and a smaller tank we could do then with just the truck and so just for efficiency that's primarily why we did it so because we have a trailer and we could have just kept hauling it with the trailer and our little Ford Escape that does so much for us. <laughs> it looks tired. It's starting to, to look tired, but we work it hard. <laughs> and so it takes us, we have to get toonies. Oh, and so if you're not from Canada or you don't know our current, so we have toonies is $2. So it's our coin. And so we need a bunch of toonies because the water, we go and fill up with water, but the water Anyone can go and get water, but you have to feed this machine toonies. The debit machine used to work on it, but now it doesn't. And so we always have to take like this bag full of toonies. And it costs about $50 worth of toonies for approximately, I think Clarence said about 1,200 gallons of water. Again, I'll confirm all that information. But, and so we just have to every, you know, three to four weeks, we have to make sure we have it depends how many, how much water we use, of course, and if we have company or what we're doing, but costs about five, about fifty dollars for three small tanks full, and that pretty much um, will fill up our cistern just about. In what month was that? March, I think. March. We got a puppy. Did I mention this? 
I can't remember if I did or not. So Bo is intact and someone approached us and said, hey, you have a great looking dog. Would you mind your dog breeding our German Shepherd? And so this happened. And <laughs> and so long story short, we have a puppy of Bo's named Luke. So we have Bo and Luke Duke. And he's very cute, handsome dog, very smart, but still very much a puppy. And I, I don't think I will ever raise a puppy again. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, you know, I was enjoying sleeping through the night. I really was. You know, my kids are gone. Um, you know, once in a while I'd wake up in the night, but generally a pretty good sleeper. But you know, first he was a, a really small puppy, so accidents all the time. But now, even still, he's just about four months old. And he, I have to set an alarm every night and still take him out between two and three in the morning. And he's getting better. We keep, every once in a while, we'll stretch it another half an hour. So slowly, slowly, I'm hoping I can go back to sleep. And, um, but he's good. It's, you know, it's exciting. I think Bo and Luke, they keep each other company. But you know how puppies are. If you've ever had a puppy, you know, he hasn't really destroyed a whole bunch, except, you know, some trim around the kitchen and the table legs, things like that. But it's just a lot of work. And, you know, he gets so hype in the morning. He's just this crazy dog. And I just, I'm like, I, I can't do this in the morning. And and so, but he's kind of wearing on us. And I know he's going to mature and be a great dog. If he's anything like Bo, he'll be so good. It's just, it's another new thing. And so, and I was thinking, you know what? I don't know if we could have had this puppy if I was still working at the library. <laughs> I don't know how people do it. How do you do it? Like if those of you have puppies and have and work Monday to Friday or whatever, I don't, what do you do with your puppy? Um, it's a lot of work. And so... If any of you are thinking of getting a puppy, I don't want to discourage you, but it is a lot of work. Unless I'm doing it all wrong and I need some pointers, apparently. But anyway, Luke is the newest member of our family and he's pretty cute. I will. I think I have some pictures up on, on Facebook and Instagram. The last thing I wanted to update you, I was going for a walk the other morning and I was thinking, you know, something that would be we're always thinking of like how to utilize the land. Like I was saying with, you know, efficiently, not, you know, you want to work smarter, not harder. And so one plant that grows really well here that I've noticed um, are peonies. Now, if you don't know what a peony is, it's a beautiful flower. It's a perennial. And so if you don't know what it looks like, or don't remember, just Google it. They come in so many different colors. They're so fragrant. They don't last terribly long. They don't have long seasons, but when they're in full bloom, they are beautiful. Even their buds are just gorgeous. They're used a lot in wedding bouquets, etc. So one thing that we're going to do, because then once it's in, it won't require a lot of a lot of work. They'll just always be there. And we'll have to weed and stuff. But we're going to put landscaping material down and, and then um, grow each of the plants inside this material. So we're going to start a peony patch and we have such a large garden. We do not need it all for 
vegetables. <laughs> and so we're just going to take a section of that. And we had been thinking of planting a lot of cut flowers if people want to come and put their own bouquets together, whatever, or just even even just for ourselves, our own enjoyment. But I thought, I was walking, I thought, peonies, we planted peonies, we brought peonies with us from our other yard, and they just, they just took off, they just pop up, and um, I thought, okay, I'm gonna, we can do this, we can do this, and it will be beautiful. And so, whether it's a business venture, or it's just beautiful, it's (laughs) win-win. So I have these crazy ideas when I go walking. I think Clarence is probably nervous when I do. (laughs) Anyway, I've probably kept you long enough. This is a really long episode. And thank you so much if you're still here listening to this update on Prairie Grove Homestead Life. I am looking out the window. It is overcast and I hear thunder in the distance. It's a warm day. It's a a typical summer day and I'm loving it. I hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and we'll talk again soon. Bye-bye.